Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. I don't know how I did it, but I held off for one whole day on talking to you guys about ADP data, and already it's on the move. Whoops, forgot to mark it down yesterday. Don't worry, today I will remember not to refresh the page, and we will officially start tracking ADP data from the behemoth over at Yahoo Sports. I think the largest fantasy platform. Maybe ESPN's bigger. I don't know. It just seems like everybody that I talk to, the largest percentage are over on Yahoo. Doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. The grand scheme is that that's generally what we focus on here. We'll do a little dabble with ESPN's rank boards. I don't. I try not to spend... I don't want to get too sidetracked here at the outset, but I try not to spend too much time on ESPN's board because theirs is so heavily based on points league ranks. And they have their... They put out a separate list for category leagues, which is great, uh, but it's not what people see, particularly, clearly at least, on draft day. What I think is important is to see... And Yahoo makes this very simple to figure out. Their pre-rank, or the rank, before the season starts, that's how the players are lined up in the draft room as you're looking at it. And the ADP information is... It shows us where folks have made slight adjustments to it. Where there have been, you know, the public, whatever. I mean, we're all the public, but where actual drafters are making their own tweaks on the rank board. And that's notable because typically the ADP kind of follows the names on the board. Those are the ones that people see. The farther near the top the name is, people are just drawn. They're pulled. It's human nature to be pulled towards those names. Yesterday, we finished up our look at basically the top 16, more or less, although you could argue that some guys beyond that could squeeze up a little bit. Spent more time talking about Anthony Edwards on yesterday's show than I thought I would, but his star is a rising. So I felt like we kind of needed to. In any event, welcome to the show. This is Fantasy NBA Today. That's the pod. I am Dan Bespris. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, everybody. I truly have no idea. No one, not one of you, has reached out to say, Dan, I really like the bonus episodes of Mock Drafts. Uh, And also, not one of you has reached out to say that you actually kind of hate the bonus episodes of Mock Drafts. So uh, we'll just... Keep punching along here and assume everything is a-okay. There should have been one that dropped kind of in the middle of the night. And then Tuesday, Thursday right now, I'm not going to run extra mock drafts. I I just, I don't think we need to do one every day. It feels wholly unnecessary. But, you know, whatever. We'll, We'll tweak it as we go. But today we move into ADP information. And I like to talk about it when there are changes. Because that to me is notable. And I think going forward, today's Tuesday, going forward, I'll try, and this will depend a little bit on when Yahoo makes their adjustments, but I'll try to have, like, maybe Monday ADP day, Monday DP, nope, that didn't work, whatever, we're leaving it in. I don't edit things out just because I sound like an idiot. The only time I edit things out is, like, 
a loud sneeze on air. I don't think I've had that on the show yet. Funny thing is, when I start to get rolling like this, when I get talking, I actually still, to this day, all these episodes later, all these broadcasts later, thousands of baseball games, thousands of podcasts later, I still get just a little bit of adrenaline when I get going on these things. And that opens up the sinus passages, not when I have a cold, but most of the time. And I I don't think, I feel like I've only had to stop the broadcast for like two sneezes which is crazy because I am a sufferer of seasonal rhinitis. I sneeze on everything when I'm not on air, but not on you guys. You're welcome. So what I thought I could do today, since it's day one of this ADP stuff, and there's plenty more guys that I want to talk about. We'll probably pivot back into some of that after we get through it. This first one, this first pass, might be a little bit of a two-parter. We'll see how long it takes us to get through. You know me. I get sidetracked by things. But I'd like to go through the initial drop here of ADP information. um, And mostly focus on not so much where things correspond to pre-ranks, but actually where you've seen things shift away from pre-rank a little bit, meaning folks that are doing their drafts right now. And and this is interesting because this time of year, mid to late August, we're still two months out from the start of the NBA season. We are a long haul. But people are doing drafts. These are not mock draft ADPs. These are real draft ADPs, meaning these are the crazies who are even a click crazier than me and you doing Yahoo drafts, redrafts, in mid to late August. We don't even know where Dame or Harden's going to be playing. Presumably most folks are skipping those guys, but man, that's a big question mark hanging over some players. There will be injuries during training camp. There's always weird stuff that gets announced late. Chris Middleton was a great example of that last year. Oh, by the way, he's not going to be ready to start the season. Fast forward like seven weeks. What? So anyway, the crazies right now are probably going to take more leeway with their own drafts versus the pre-rank board. The closer we get to the start of the NBA season, the more you'll see drafts parallel the pre-rank board. And they still do quite a bit. There is a lot that runs in conjunction between the two. The lines are mostly two lines right next to each other, but not completely. And the nice part about looking at the information right now is that we also have a little bit of a small sample size theater going on. So whatever liberties the early lunatics are taking, we're going to be able to see them very clearly in a way that later on you have to look for those little tiny changes in ADP or right now the changes from nothing to something. It's the biggest change we're going to get. From nothing to something. We have created matter out of thin air. Despite being told my entire life, it could not be created nor destroyed. Broken the laws of physics here on today's episode of Fantasy NBA Today. So let's just start at the top. We'll work through these things. We'll go through the names. And I'll pause where there's any kind of discrepancy and try to sort through it. I'll tell you guys right now, as we blast out of the gates, the top five is exactly are they uh, how they're lined up on the pre-ranked board. Nikola Jokic is going one. Joel Embiid is going two. Luka Doncic is going three. 
Jason Tatum is going forward, and Tyrese Halliburton is going five. Already, however, and this wasn't the case yesterday, by the way, but already by today, we have our first mini flip-flop. Little tiny flip-flop. Steph Curry has an ADP of 6.6. Shea Gilgis-Alexander has an ADP of 6.9. So that's the opposite direction of how they are listed on the pre-ranked board. The early crazies have said, we actually think Shea is taking a larger step back. I'm actually inclined to believe, and I know that a lot of his value was tied up in free throw percent, which admittedly makes it kind of a slightly tougher sell, but big-time scoring, really good defensive stats, terrific percentages, I think more than outweigh whatever you're not getting out of Shea. I get it. One of your first picks, you kind of want them to carry you in threes or boards or assists in some meaningful way, and those are the things... That Shea is not the best at. Assists are fine, by the way, but he's not blowing the roof off the building there. So that's why someone might go with Steph, because he'll carry you in threes in a way that Shea does not. They both have good percentages, and people figure, all right, well, you know, Shea's advantage over Steph is basically steals. I'll go get those later. They're both good foul shooters. Shea just took way more of them. So I get it. But at the same time, there has to be a little bit of an age thing that that creeps in here. I know Steph is fantastic. He's been someone we've been probably uh, too aggressive on at times because he does miss these games here. But, I mean, look, early in his career, he had all the ankle stuff. Middle of his career, he was very healthy. We are entering the twilight. And Steph has not been super healthy. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. Over what kind of span are we looking at here? It's been, eh, 26 games this season, 18 last year. Not brutal, but not as many as you'd want. Managed to get through 63 out of 72 the year before that, so that was pretty good. It uh, it all kind of started with the, I'm going to play five games and take the season off COVID year for Steph. But again, like, he had that big run, 2000, uh, well, let's see here. I feel like we need, we got to go all the, all the way back to the beginning. He was drafted back in 2009. <sighs> then he had a few years where he was a little bit dinged up couple years in, went on a run where he's playing, you know, 95, 96% of his team's game. Starting in 2017, you started to see signs of erosion. 51 games, 
69, not bad. 5, 63, eh, 64, not so great. 56, worse. Is it the start of, I don't want to say the beginning of the end, but look, Steph is 35 now. He's still incredible, but that regular season. So anyway, look, I love Steph, so I don't want this to be like the Steph bashing hour. I just thought it was interesting that folks really don't trust Shea that hard right now. He he smoked a lot of these guys that are ahead of him on ADP charts last year. Damian Lillard, there's a big drop-off there, by the way, from Shea at 6.9 ADP to Dame at 9.8, but technically that would be like the 7 and 8 if you were going to line them up. And you'll start to see more of this because the more, the less consensus there is around a player, the farther away their number, their ADP number, comes from their, their pre-rank, just because there's too many guys that can slot in there. Uh, but interestingly, right now, Dame is going at 8. I thought that folks would I thought there'd be a bigger negative pressure there given the whole Miami Heat stuff and there probably should be. Giannis is uh the name at 9 at the moment his ADP is 10.4 that's a pretty good gap but we figured that was coming because you know points league pointing stuff like that 8 cat all those things move him up the board from his pre-rank of 14. I still think you're going to see his pre-rank get shuffled up back into that 8-9 range at some point so Yahoo can be like see he's been there all along. Right behind him is Kevin Durant, interestingly, at 10.6, which I guess I think that makes him the number 10. I'm going to lose track of where we're at here pretty soon. Uh, Anthony Davis is actually quite close after that. Um, but again, this is where bodies are not lining up perfectly. He's at 11.8. Behind him, even though LaMelo actually sits in front of him on a pre-rank, LaMelo Ball is at 12.9. And then the final pick of the first round would actually be Anthony Edwards at 15.2. He's jumped all the way up from his pre-rank of 16 to be, on average, I know it sounds insane, his ADP is 15.2, but if you take these numbers and you line him up, that actually makes him the 12th overall pick. And we can do it that way. We can just simplify it. We can sort by that. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Wait a minute. Was that 13? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, so he's number 13. Sorry, this is going to happen. Lamelo was 12. Anthony Edwards, 13. Kyrie Irving, 14. Slipping a little bit, I guess. JJJ, 15. Minor slip. Devin Booker, 16. He's pretty much right on his number. Mikhail Bridges, going 17th. He's actually ahead of his pre-rank right now. Desmond Bain, 18. He's going ahead of his pre-rank. Maybe because Yahoo's got his projections as number two. Freddie Van Vliet. Uh, where are we at? Did I say 19? Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, 20. James Harden, 21. Demonis Sabonis, 22. Trey Young, 23. He's going ahead of his pre-rank. Markkinen, 24. There's your first two rounds. From what we've seen there, you get through Lowry Markkinen, the, the big riser is probably Anthony Edwards. Mikael Bridges is a medium riser, as is Desmond Bain. Uh, the fallers, if you want to, Trey Young's actually kind of a little bit of a riser as well. The fallers here, Giannis, I should say, also a riser. 
Fallers, you'd probably say Van Vliet, James Harden. Kind of the guys going a little bit later than their pre-rank. And if you go all the way up to the top, uh, maybe LaMelo by a hair, Kyrie by a little tiny bit, JJJ. I'm okay with some of that. Uh, let's get into the third round a little bit now. I think you're going to start to see some stuff bounce around. LeBron has an ADP at... He's going 25th, ahead of his pre-rank of 28, which is interesting because most of the drafts I've watched, he actually has gone closer to 30. But this is, again, the beginning of public impact. He's still LeBron. Biggest faller in the early going, Kawhi Leonard. Pre-rank of 20, ADP of 26. 26.1, technically, but again, we're lining them up. Jimmy Butler, pretty much right on his number at 27. Cat going about five slots early at 28. Five slots early, not in my book, uh, against his pre-rank. We're just comparing ADP to pre-rank on today's show. Victor Wembanyama. Victor Wembanyama. Pre-rank of 39, ADP of 29. Thought this might happen. Everybody wants to get Victor. And Paul George, pre-rank of 26, ADP of 30. You know, it's funny when the... We'll pause for just a second here to talk a little bit of Wembenyama. When the uh, when the initial stuff came out, the initial data, specifically the, the uh, pre-rank information, and I think I said it on air, but I certainly said it on social media, I... I I thought for sure that Wembenyama was going to be going second or third round. And then the pre-rank was around 40, 39-40. That surprised the hell out of me. And we suggested on air, and then it was also suggested on social media, that these drafts haven't happened yet. Just wait. When the drafts start happening, you'll see the hype train get going. And eventually, even though all the data out there suggests you should be extraordinarily careful with a franchise-altering first-round pick under Popovich and the organization in San Antonio that invented load management. And then they've even come out and said, we're not going to run him into the ground this year. But enough people are just going to want to have Wembenyama. Knew he'd get pushed up the board. That is the biggest riser of any name in the top 30, and it's not close. Let's go a little farther. Pascal Siakam, DeJounte Murray are, believe it or not, right on. ADP and pre-rank synced up. Oh, no, excuse me. Uh, I'm looking at the wrong board. Idiot, Dan! Siakam, pre-rank 29, ADP 31, DeJounte 32 and or 34 and 32, respectively. Brunson, pretty close. Miles Turner, pretty close. Bam, pretty close. Vooch, very close. Which, I mean, we can talk about what that means in the overall scheme of things. Drew Holiday is falling. Pre-rank of 32 is a lot higher than I would have expected. He's, he's a traditional old man type who almost always gets pushed down the board somehow. Last year, he finished at 39 on a per-game basis, had sort of an unseasonably high turnover year and kind of low steals for him, but everything else was pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, you could see him shift around a little bit. Doesn't surprise me. Um, 
that his actual his ADP is closer to 37, and I wouldn't be surprised to see his pre-rank actually fall a little bit. Porzingis is also falling, pre-rank of 37 ADP. Oh, no, I guess he's at 38, so that's pretty close. Darius Garland, close. De'Aaron Fox, close. Walker Kessler, pre-rank of 38 and 41 on the ADP. That's relatively close. Chet Holmgren is pretty much right on the money, as is Jalen Brown. Again, I should specify when I say right on the money, I'm just talking about this comparison of pre-rank to ADP. That's where I want to start our analysis here. And I know for you guys, this is like an unbelievably dry show that we're just going through the list of players and looking for discrepancies. But we need this foundation. We're going to mark all of this data down, by the way. And then we're going to watch players move. Their pre-ranks and their ADPs. All of that becomes extremely helpful. Because our goal in all of this, I mean, we can look for values. And towards the end of drafts, that's where you're just sort of picking whatever you like. Whatever I mean, we've talked a million times about when you can get into that mode whether is it pick 75, is it pick 85, is it pick 100, is it pick 60? This, this concept of no man's land, which kind of shuffles around from year to year. As you get into no man's land, as you work towards that part of a draft, your job is to find those high upside plays. But at the beginning of a draft, first 50 picks or so, your job is to try to figure out how you think the draft is going to play out. And it's impossible to get it perfectly right. But if you understand where everything is moving how the tide is turning, how the wind is blowing, you can get as close as anybody to predicting your draft before it happens. Some of that is mock drafts. Some of that is understanding uh, ADP. Some of that is understanding pre-ranks. Some of that is understanding what the people in your league are prone to do. Is someone a Laker fan? Is someone a, a Warriors fan? A Celtics fan? A Knicks fan? Got to put all that data together and just mush it up. I can't, every time I talk, every time I talk about putting all a bunch of things together, I I cannot help but think of Carl Weathers' character in Arrested Development, where he's talking about like saving lamb bones and stuff at the end of a meal. Throw it all in a pot. You got a stew going, baby. <laughs> I love that. I love that bit. David Cross's character hires Carl Weathers to teach him how to act or how to live, basically. And then Carl Weathers is like teaching him how to cut corners and save money by, by turning old stuff into a stew. Anyway, you got to make yourself a fantasy basketball stew. Where the hell were we? Uh, I've lost track. Oh, no. Jamal Murray. Uh, yeah, I mean, going kind of where you'd expect. Cade Cunningham. No big discrepancy there. Mobley, OG Ananobi, DeMar DeRozan, Nick Claxton, Brandon Ingram. These guys are all going very close to where you'd expect they go. Aiton, Zach Levine, Scotty Barnes, Brooke Lopez. Here's an interesting jumper. That's Paolo Boncaro. Um, Pre-rank of 67, ADP of 56 right now. So he's an 11. He's a he's a one-round jumper. That's I mean, that's basically as far as Wembanyama's been leaping. Maxi Tyrese Maxi has a little bit of a jump going on here. Not not colossal. Pre-rank of 61. He's going at about 57. Small. 
Randall, Jared Allen, a little bit of a faller, I guess. Uh, and then Jalen Williams, also a small faller right now, but again, not not significant. Let's go a little bit farther. We'll do uh, the next page of 30 here on Yahoo, and then we'll put a pin in this discussion. Tomorrow we'll probably pivot back into some of those players that we were getting into kind of towards the front middle of the second round. Um, but this this ADP board, what in the hell is going on with Precious Achua? Never mind, we'll get there. Uh, Alperin Shengun, pretty much in lock. Cam Johnson, little small fall off there. Very small, not significant. Gobert, Beal, Josh Giddy, these guys are all pretty much where you'd expect. Chris Paul, pre-rank of 62, uh, ADP of 66 right now. And, and frankly, I haven't seen him go before 68, so I would call Chris Paul a faller this year, at least for the time being. Vassell, Franz Wagner are pretty much right on money. Zion's pre-rank is 78. I call it a riser, I guess. ADP of 69 right now. But even that's kind of surprising. I mean, we finally have a year where Zion is going around where his actual per-game numbers put him. I said on one of those mock draft little bonus episodes, I said Zion's... Average draft position is going to be inversely related to how to his thickness in photographs coming into the season. And he's looked uh, pretty taut to this point. So I guess that's good. Maybe that's why he's moving up the board a little. Extremely curious where Zion ends up. Because most years I go into a draft just assuming there's zero chance I end up with Zion Williamson on my fantasy team. It's non-zero this year. That he's not going in like the 35 range. This is a huge season over season drop. Zion goes early all the time. And he's just not. People have completely lost faith that he can stay upright for more than 25 games. And I suppose they have every reason to be concerned about that. Derek White came out of the shoot this offseason as a big time buzz name, and Yahoo bought the hype. They put him at 63 on the pre rank. But the actual drafters have said nay, and he's going at 70. Which I, I'd probably take a look at him at 70. Clint Capella, more or less on uh, where you'd expect. And now you really get into the weirdos. Not to say the players are the weirdos, but just the, the bouncing around at this point. Buddy Heald has a pre-rank of 85. And I think this ADP puts him at 73. Who had Buddy Heald as, like, the fourth biggest jumper in the top 75 behind Victor Wembanyama, Paolo Boncaro, and Zion Williamson? Oh, by the way, let's throw in Buddy Heald. <laughs> Don't worry, though, everybody. We have our first seeming error of Precious Achua, who's pre-ranked 203 and has an ADP of 74. What did I say? 73? 73. Okay, Precious Achua, you have no fantasy game. I mean, I'm being needlessly mean to Precious Achua, but dude wasn't in the top 200 last year. Not in the top 200. We need to, we need to try to remember how we actually play this game. He's, he's a little, do a little bit of everything guy for Toronto, so I guess you can appreciate that, but he doesn't shoot three-pointers. His percentages aren't good. His steals and blocks are far lower than you'd expect from someone who has, I think, the people, like, they think of him as a steals and blocks guy because he's a hustle player, but the hustle is really rebounds for him. 
and he's an undersized big man. I don't I don't know where he fits in all of this, but that one feels like complete lunacy. A 130-slot jump. But then things get back to a slight normalcy again. Michael Porter Jr., small faller here. Pre-rank of 70, ADP of 75. Ja, somehow still in this range despite missing the first 25. I mean, this is... No. Do not... Don't spend your seventh-round pick on Ja Morant. Just don't do it. Jeremy Grant, small fall happening here. Jalen Green, Tyler Hero, pretty close to their number. Mitchell Robinson, very small fall, but not nothing notable. Maybe five, six slots late. Tyus Jones, pretty much on the mark, as is Terry Rozier. Austin Reeves, small riser right now. Say Paul riser. I think he's, what, 81, 82? Pre-rank of 87. McCollum. No surprise there. Marcus Smart, a faller right now. Pre-rank 76, ADP of 84. Clay Thompson, really low pre-rank. This is... I, so he's technically a jumper right now. He's a riser. Uh, pre-rank of 101 and ADP of... That's actually 84. So Marcus Smart was 83. Uh, I don't... I mean, I get it. I know Clay is going graybeard mode, but he was number 65 last year coming off of two catastrophic injuries. I don't I don't understand this one at all. Jakob Pertl is matched up pretty well. Chris Middleton, I mean, you know, technically I guess he's pretty close to his pre-rank of 91, which is super late. Anthony Simons, who will have an opportunity to really take off, and if you were drafting early, he'd be a guy you take a flyer on and hope that Dame gets traded. And then Will Barton who has a pre-rank of 224, has an ADP around 89. That's special. D'Angelo Russell, uh, 81 to 90, respectively, and that's where we'll kind of put a pin in this thing. Once you get past this, it, it's going to be all over the map. Nobody's going to be all that close to their pre-rank. You'll have a handful of guys that are, like, full, uh, Miles Bridges. I think at this point, once you get up around 100, if someone is close to their ADP, their pre-rank and their ADP are actually tight, it's almost it's almost just luck at that point. Like, they went early, they went late, and it all averaged out to somewhere around their actual pre-rank marker. But it ain't that often. Like, Gary Trent Jr. somehow um, has a pre-rank of 105, and his ADP is listed at 104.1. Uh, but I think that actually... Puts him at like 107 if you were going to line him up in order. It's all, it's a crapshoot at this point. Plus, you got Grady Dick with a pre rank of 589 and an ADP of 98. Yeah, it's going to get weird. Let's get weird. This is uh, that area I'm talking about where you're going to see a lot of analysts screaming about all these insane late values, uh, but this board is going to shuffle so hard. And this, like the 60. Beyond 60, 61 to infinity, those are the names that are really going to jump around on you. All right, we can put a pin in this thing for now. We did about a half hour. ADP data has dropped. I know this was a list episode, maybe not everybody's favorite, but we have our foundation now. Tomorrow we'll come back, we'll start to dig in on some of those earlier players again, try to figure out where they're headed, what the case is for some of these guys, the biggest, buzziest name dubs. And uh, we'll work from there. 
We're just working our way through the board. We're bucketing. You know what? Quietly here, you guys probably didn't even realize this. Quietly, we're just bucketing players out right now. Dan Basper's Bucketology. I forgot to tell you guys to go get a fantasy pass, but you guys know what to do. And go check out YouTube.com slash Sports Ethos because I'll be dropping those live mocks over there. It's a lot more fun if you're watching them. I promise the uh, pod version is silly. I'm telling jokes and stuff, but, you know, see my expression while I'm telling the jokes. So hang out with us over there. Uh, SportsEthos.com, the fantasy pass for NBA is 6 bucks a month. You can get that now for a limited time. The All Sport is $7 a month. Only 1 buck more to get everything on the full season fantasy side. We still have Ethos 360 and all those bundles available. Those do come with the Brewski 150 earlier than the traditional fantasy pass, but I can tell you more about that as we get closer to NBA season. The big note here is that as soon as the NBA fantasy draft stuff begins to come, which it will soon here, end of this month, price on the all-sport goes up from 7 to 10. Don't wait. Don't be that guy that's like, ah, damn it. Because they all have a six-month lock. You can actually save yourself $18. Not three, by getting the six-month lock on the all-sport right this moment. Go do that at sportsethos.com. I am at Dan Vespers over on Twitter. I hope to see you there because we're starting to have some fun on social again these days. Until tomorrow, however, adieu. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.